Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivation. And today we are going to mix things up a little bit, not really, I'm not really mixing things up, um, but we're going to uh, kick off a... Uh, gospel reading, not that I'm going to read the gospel, uh, the the um, message that I received in a homily from today's gospel passage. So, in today's gospel, uh, Jesus tells his disciples to get a boat ready because due to the size of the crowd, they're starting to converge on Jesus and he doesn't want the crowd to crush him. Uh, and as a result of that, those in the crowd were crushed. They were crushed because Jesus went away from them, but not after curing many in the crowd. And it's an, a nice lesson for us today to see some insights that you know, Jesus doesn't want to get physically crushed. Jesus was 100% man, 100% God. And uh, he felt the pain, the physical pains uh, of, of life. And the crowd was getting out of hand. Uh, he was curing uh, the sick. And um, he was removing evil spirits from souls. But the fact that Jesus didn't want to get crushed, uh, in turn, his, his, his followers were crushed emotionally. And so, so are we at times when we think that Jesus, God, is not at hand. You know, he's not in a far distant place. He is actually right with us, right around us, right inside of us. Uh, for those of you that are Catholic, you know that when you receive the Eucharist, it's body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. So what does that mean to the common person? What it means is there's an opportunity there uh, that we all have access to that can make our lives, our careers, our relationships, our marriages better uh, through God's grace. And it's just something that we need to recognize, not so much through our senses, you know, our hearing, our sight, our smell, our taste, our touch, but through our uh, intellectual um, factors. Bob Proctor's good at teaching this, our perception, our will, our imagination, our reasoning, our thinking our memory, and our intuition. Once you get in touch with those, um, and you all, you all have throughout your life, but once you really fine-tune those um, factors, you'll start to see things, hear things, smell things, taste things, touch things so much differently because of our intellectual factors. Okay, I'm jumping off my soapbox now, my religious 
<laughs> soapbox, uh, onto our first quote. Uh, what do you, what you do, or what you have, pales in comparison to who you become. And I think a lot of us miss sight of that. Um, even those that want to become something or someone, you know, we, we lose sight of who we are. And who we are uh, is exactly what we become. And hopefully, with the grace of, of wisdom, strength, and understanding, we will be able to uh, do that until the day we die. And Darren Daly today, um, the title was How to Get a Promotion. This was the day two of day two. Uh, and uh, the six more ways to get the promotion you've always wanted. And that goes for anybody that works or has an understanding of wanting something. Um, help those you work for. Pretty simple. Help those you work for. And helping those you work for make more money. That's the key. And make life easier for them. Whether it's a coworker, a manager, supervisor, whatever have you, your boss, uh, in the event of a self employed person who are your customers are you able to make them more money help them out find an easier way for them that's that's pretty simple you know you either work for a boss or a client that's it and here's some ways to make it to the top if you will the first one is be a problem solver. Help reduce the cognitive load from a superior or a coworker. Be a solution maker. You know, pretty straightforward. You know, what I mean, there's times I'm sure that you come home from work exhausted, but yet you you sat all day. You know, what I mean, there's not physical exhaustion. There's just that cognitive exhaustion you know i drove uh, four hours from rhode island to new york one one night in the in the dark in a snowstorm and i was i was really beat by the time i got to the hotel just from the the cognitive exhaustion uh, that that we put ourselves with through concentration through thinking uh, effective thinking and those types of things so be a problem solver. That's number one. Number two is speak up. Play full out. Give it your best. Just don't sit back in a, in a meeting or in a, in a conversation and, and be, be forthcoming. Speak up. That's the key. Number three, 
volunteer for the tough jobs. You know, have courage with scary projects or hard ones or whatever they may be, the, 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 the ones that are tedious. Oh, God, I don't want to do something like that. You know, something that I would say, you know, and, and, and the point is, you know, get on top of that. Uh, that'll make a big difference. Number four, be reliable. You know, take ownership and accountability for what you do or what you are responsible for. Well, yeah, I, uh, it was mine, but I, I didn't do it because so-and-so had the file, never sent me the email. Don't be giving that type of stuff. Take the accountability, take it on the chin if you need to, or take it on the chin and get the work done. You know, so understand that as, as well. Be reliable. Number five, deliver excellence. Just don't deliver a, a half-hearted email or letter or whatever have you in, in that respect. You know, aim to do your best. You know, deliver excellence. Take personal pride in what you do. You know, that's, that's the key. And the last one, number six, have an ambitious, positive-minded, can-do attitude. And that says it all. You know, figure out how to make things better. You know, be an engine and not an anchor. I believe that was Kathy Ireland, according to Darren Hardy in his 2010 book, The Compound Effect. But be an engine, not an anchor. Not say why things won't do well. Be an engine why things will do well and take off. So hopefully you got something out of that, because I certainly did. And I, I did again by delivering it to all of you. Uh, Dr. Schutz, spending time with friends is a great way to have a good time without worrying about anything. You know, and, and when we're truly with our friends, uh, I, I feel that, you know, there, there are no worries that respect and we're just hanging out having a good time and fortunately i have the the uh, ability to do that tonight uh, with my buddies it's been a long time for me um so that that will be an, a nice uh, addition to kind of forget about um every other thing you know for a while and this one was pretty good. If something is wrong, fix it. But don't train yourself. But, but yeah. This is what I wanted to say on this. If something is wrong, fix it. But don't worry about it. You know, you need to train yourself not to worry and fret over something, whatever it is. You know, let God take that burden from you. But he can only do that if you give it to him. Worry fixes nothing. 
and I wanted to end with a couple of stories. One was a story I must have been in fifth or sixth grade, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. And I was in the family room with the with my mom and dad, and we were watching television. But I really wasn't watching television. I had, um, I don't know, I didn't want to watch the program. So I was just sitting down Indian style, you know, crisscross applesauce on the floor. And I was making noises with my mouth, like a high-pitched whistling noises. I don't want to do it now because the dog went bananas when I tried doing it before. So... Finally, my dad got aggravated, as did my mom, and he said, listen, you want to make that noise, go in your room and make it. So I said, okay. I went down the hall to my room, and not only did I make the noise, but I was recording myself making the noise. <laughs> Lo and behold, I hear these footsteps, boom, 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 boom. You want to keep that up? You want to do this and that? And you, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? I, I don't even remember the, the dialogue at, the, at this point. Gave me a good beating, you know what I mean? And I was, you know, I'm sorry, dude. Because I was kind of a wise guy of a kid. And, uh, and I lived in the capital punishment days. Nowadays, gosh, that would be on like Dateline. That my father would be, uh, you know, indicted for crying out loud. But um, I, I got a beating. And then I looked down, and the record button <laughs> still was still on. So I'm like, holy cow. So I played it back soft, softly. And sure enough, I could, I could hear my dad on the, on the recording give me a beating. But he yells from the other room, hearing the recording, you better knock it off. So, you know, needless to say, I, I had stopped. I stopped the tape, but I've never, uh, I never got rid of that tape. And to this day, I couldn't tell you where it is. I, I really couldn't. Um, my bedroom had then turned into my dad's office. I had moved downstairs after college before marriage, and and it was crazy. But my friends got the biggest kick out of the fact that I recorded my dad giving me a bean. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty neat. Um, Another funny story uh, was with my sister, and I bet her, I forget how much money, that I could sleep with the windows open in the dead of winter in the Northeast in, in Rhode Island where the temperatures are, you know, 30 degrees or below. And she's like, you're on. She's like, but you have to sleep naked on top of your sheets, on top of your bed. I said, fine. So I said, just let me go to the bathroom first. So she's like, okay. So I went to the bathroom, and I opened the medicine cabinet, and I grabbed a, a tube of Ben Gay. And for those of you that don't know what Ben Gay is, it's like a, a muscle relaxer. It's it, You put it on your skin. It's a cream, and it really penetrates to your muscles, but it burns. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really hot. So I put it all over my body. <laughs> And I um, initially was on my bed, and my sister was watching me, you know, and then she eventually went to her room, 
I was, well, I, I shouldn't say my sister was watching me. She was standing by the door to hear if I um, could, if I opened the windows or closed the windows or whatever have you. So I don't you think my sister was watching me on the bed with no clothes on. Um, so it lasted about 10 minutes and the heat wore off and it just brought such a chill over my body. And I turned to my right. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I said, no way. You know what I mean? I went and took a shower, got all the Ben, Ben gay cream off of me. And, uh, I, I called it quits in that respect. It just wasn't, it just wasn't worth it to me. So those are my two stories uh, for today. Uh, recording my dad giving me a beating and the second one, uh, having a bet with my sister that I could sleep on my bed with no clothes on in the dead of winter with the windows open. Um, but I used Ben Gay and it still didn't work. Two good stories, two good lessons for me. One is, you know, obedience, I think, to your parents. Don't drive them crazy. Um, looking back on my kids now, yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and with my sister, perseverance is huge, but understand what you're persevering for. You know, what's going to be the end result? What are you folks in your jobs working for? Is it worth busting your chops over and if the answer is yes then all the power to you uh, but if that end result it really isn't that great then don't do it that's why you have to have a big why why am i doing this for what reason okay i will leave you all with that in the meantime i plan on checking in with you tomorrow lord willing and until then be well Stay well. We'll talk to you soon.